Welcome everyone to the Innovation Alley podcast. I'm your host, Michael Aguirre, and uh, this is our second module for uh, the uh, the session here today. And we started off the day talking about open innovation, and uh, I had a chance to, to talk to you, Jeff and Rob. But um, you know, maybe we could start things off before we get into uh, the uh, the challenge that wants to uh, wants to be addressed by the open innovation event going on, the portal that's going to be started up, and uh, uh, the information you can check out at wearethesolution.ca. Uh, you know, good for new listeners. Mind, let's just do a roll call here. Hey, Rob Santos, uh, Government of Manitoba and University of Manitoba. Jeff Risner, President of North Forge. Melanie D'Souza, Red River College. Well, welcome for coming. Now, the uh, in the, like I said, in that first module, this uh, uh, it was pretty exciting stuff. So, you know, when I we started the discussion, it's it's not just about uh, an open innovation event. The challenge is going to be a much bigger thing. It has this portal you can go check out. Uh, we're looking trying trying to source. And, and find solutions to these big social macro types of problems. Now, we, uh, we ended in a hook, which was trying to, you know, <laughs> what is the actual thing uh, that we're, we're trying to solve in this first challenge? So maybe, you know, Jeff, do you want to start us off there? Like, how, what is this? How did, it, how did you find this idea? Uh, I, I'd love to. Um, so we are wanting ideas to help us improve literacy and numeracy in pre-kinder kids. Okay? Okay. And, um, you know, as I was mentioning in the, uh, uh, in, in the last part, um, I had uh, lunch with Rob, and Rob was telling me about, you know, some of the reports that were coming out about our province and, you know, some of the uh, statistics uh, that are being published in those reports. And, and, and they're nothing to be proud of, to be quite honest. Um, I think we are eighth out of ten provinces mm. uh, in literacy. We are ninth, I believe. Ninth uh, when it comes to numeracy. And, um, you know, because I don't really have a point of reference, Mike, I don't really, I never really took that in as anything important to me. Um, and then I had lunch with Rob, and, and Rob was kind of laying it out for me and uh, saying, you know, it's, it's a little more important than that. And, and so here's what it kind of came down to, uh, and, and, and please jump in. Uh, um, but generally, our, our children are entering kindergarten. They're entering grade one. And there, uh, a large percentage of them are not ready for the curriculum. And, and, and so, so that's the, I guess, the, maybe the why. Um, is that a, is that a, are we just bad at that as, uh, as you Manitobans know, or? I, honestly, uh, you know, um, I want the answer to the question. I, I think it's really complicated. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm cautious, you know, not to be a cause and effect thinker. Um, uh, you know, I, I can look to my own life and I can look to the fact that, you know, uh, on the odd time where my kids plot me in front of my, my parents plot me in front of a television, the only thing on was Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. And Sesame Street was very focused on literacy and numeracy yeah my, my yeah youtube not didn't so much. exist yeah uh, and, and i and i 
absolutely did not have any uh, immediate gratification tools like Netflix where I could gotcha. flip over to something that was non-educational. So the, the, the world's changed. And the, the, world's the, the changed. world that, yeah, I, I, get, I know, I, the, I pictured it the immediate moment you said that, like, I, yeah, for me, uh, I was complaining with my uh, children the other night because, um, you know, they want uh, YouTube. 24 by 7. If you can't get on the TV, you get it on the phone. But if dad's phone doesn't work, mom's phone might. Or maybe the other iPad and, and that uh, uh, the content, the reward structure, the accessibility, the, the, uh, the time suck on all the other things they could be doing as children. Uh, life has changed in the last, heck, in the last three years, let alone last 25 or 30. So, yeah, it, it is, it's not one thing. It's, it's this tapestry of, of things around the challenge. Absolutely. And, um, you know, unfortunately on YouTube, Big Bird is not the number one influencer. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. He right? doesn't get the hits. He, 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 he doesn't. And, and um, so for whatever the reason or a variety of reasons, um, this is happening. And I'm like, well, that's, that's horrible, Rob. Like, what are you talking? Like, that, that, like we got to do something about that. And then it to be quite honest, it got worse because in my mind, I was thinking, well, in some communities, maybe, you know, we're talking about leaving a couple kids behind or something. And this is a no, that's, that's not true. Um, there are communities in Manitoba where that number is as high as 77%. Wow. Okay, 70, so we're not even on the map. 77% of kids in some communities, not being ready for that curriculum. Yeah. And so talking to Teresa, talking to Rob, just like, like what does that do to a kid mm-hmm. when um, they don't understand it? And, you know, how can our system possibly work harder than it's working now? Mm. Like, I can't ask teachers to work overtime to help these kids play catch-up. And, and we were talking about... You know, uh, you know how, how can you turn this around after the fact? And well, I think um, there's never the window never closes fully, right? You, you can always learn. You can always learn. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> you you learned about this and caused <laughs> yeah, this to happen. <laughs> um, so of course, there's always opportunity um, to to make things happen, uh, but. The earlier we start, the more opportunity we have to get a solid base. Yeah. So if you think about if you've got a really solid base in something, you can build and grow. If you're building that base later, you're catching up all the time. So if we start young, and I'm talking really young, uh, talking about language and emerging literacy, not literacy, okay. but emerging literacy. Um, so, yeah, so how young is that? How emerging literacy? Like that's three, five? Emerging literacy starts from birth. Oh, okay. So day like, one. Like the language ground starts zero. from birth. And emerging literacy comes out of language. Gotcha. Okay. So you can start right away. So before school is what we're talking oh, about. Oh, this is, this oh you're is, missing five but, years if you start at school. Okay. And, that, and that's hence one of, one of the challenges we have right now is going back to that big bird scenario. The What's happening be- between birth and school a lot of changes have happened of accessibility and approach and culture you name it mm-hmm. i gotcha so now it's well, the further we uh we address that and understand that the more the better foundation we get that's right excellent yeah. so mike 
the results that Jeff mentioned. So eighth among the ten provinces in math, nine out of ten in reading. That's, so at, age, so that's at age 15. Those are high school kids. So we have a government committed to a number of important things for our province, including most improved province in literacy and numeracy. And those are the kind of results that was uh, an international study of all the countries ranking all oh, the provinces. Right? So now I'm going to be cheeky here because it's yeah. the same thing. So we, we kind of suck. We're on the lower end, right? Yeah. This is uh, now, again, if you like, you know, jumping from uh, from an eight to a six ain't that hard. But like, what's the goal? Like, are we you want the best in the in the country? Like, what is what's that that gauge of improvement you're looking for? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. So those are just some of the larger story about how we're doing. Okay. Uh, why this is an exciting challenge is when you're trying to think about how to solve for that. So we all want our kids, especially as they get older and thinking about their future, the future of the province, to be good at, with those skills. They want to be able to, and literacy and numeracy bigger than reading and counting, but those are core things, yeah. including the Sesame Street stuff. When you're thinking about solutions, so how do we make that better? Whether we want to be, you know, number six, seven, or number one, or off the chart. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to understand where those opportunities are. And the immediate reaction when those results hit the front page, because we like comparing ourselves, uh, more of these results will be coming in the next few months from other studies. Uh, the tendency is to look right now at what's happening now for those kids. You know, blame the teachers or whatever is a typical reaction. But everything we know about what the foundations are, like Melanie was saying, for what makes for those skills, not just in high school, but across your life, yeah. start way earlier than yeah, most this of us is appreciate the teacher, it. The teacher's trying to play catch-up. Yeah. We've had this big, big gap. I, yeah, okay. So Yeah, so you can actually spot differences in the parts of the developing child's brain that govern literacy and numeracy measurably as early as 18 months. Wow. And some of that actually is rooted in not just day one, but day minus nine months during pregnancy. And so when thinking about where and when the solutions need to start, that metaphor that uh, Melanie gave about the foundation, it's the brain is like a house. Right? It's built from the bottom up. And if we don't think about those foundations when they start, literally when children are you know, growing up, yeah. we miss a whole opportunity there. And that catch-up thing just accumulates over time. The data I showed, Jeff, when we went over lunch was how the 77% at, uh, at a small community level, the range is enormous. The gap is already there. So if we want equal opportunity for all our kids, we know that's not happening before they even set foot in school in kindergarten. Happens in the first five years, and, nine and, months. And where the, if you ha, if you ha, from a segmentation perspective, is it is it uh, rural doing worse than urban? Is it a certain demographic in rural versus urban? Like, how, like what does that yeah. problem look like today? Yeah, it's interesting because you can find kids that need support kids that are vulnerable, kids that need additional opportunity across the socioeconomic spectrum. Of course, you'd expect and you do find that it is concentrated in places where hardship is greater, where barriers are more enormous. And it's not just the digital divide. It's all the things that divide kids from opportunities to grow and be all they can be. So when you look at that, it's incredible because the range goes all the way up to three and four kids in that kindergarten classroom not ready for school to other communities that, for all the reasons that we're trying to unpack through this innovation challenge, uh, almost all of them ready. And so it shows what's possible. It shows that we actually don't have to leave kids behind. Uh, when you look at us compared to the rest of the country, we're not that different. And you're right, those rankings are pretty close to each other. But I think they call our attention to the fact that we can do better. Mm. And the fact is, how do we do that? And what does the science tell us? What does experience tell us? And then Melanie and all of our partners who are 
purpose built to be supporting everybody that's around kids. You, know, you, you and Jeff are both dads, young kids. My kids are now in grade six. Um, we, th- we think we know what we see, but there's so much more to that story. And so supporting parents and everybody around kids in the early years is a big part of the challenge. Yes, Millie, may, may pick on you. Now, um, because we have to start so young, schools and teachers have to play catch up with whatever gets delivered to them several years later. Um, how do you measure success for these kinds of, if you, if you want, there's an idea, there's an improvement, there's a new, a new process to be changed. Uh, this is like, this is a, this is like a tree farm, you know, not, not a, uh, a tech business kind of investment where it's going to take you eight, 10, 15 years to really see the outcomes of these ideas. Uh, you know, how do you approach finding solutions in that kind of environment? Uh. That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I guess what we're really seeing is when we get that early, early start with children, um, the measurements that Rob's talking about, 15 years, that's, I guess, what you're asking about is how are we finding that measurement? Yeah, and and how do you pick pick the ones to make sure that you're not, you can't can't afford or have the time to try everything? How do you pick? Well, we look for evidence-based to start with. We already know there's many things that um, have been tried over the years, and some worked well, and some really did not. There's a good evidence base for what we can do for language and literacy. Um, The challenge is there is a broad base to pick from and to find the right strategies and the um, the right opportunities to build them in as well. Um... There's no magic bullet, though. It's not to say that because one thing worked in one community, it'll always work in another community. But we do know that we can build on successes. So if we have some success in in one group and we see that it's working well, we can transfer some of that over and hopefully we'll replicate it. There's no, like I say, there's no guarantee that it'll replicate, but there's... uh, there's higher opportunity for replication. Gotcha. So then, then that's funny. So from module one, we talked a bit about the system of the part of the open innovation sure. challenge. This really sort of, that's what popped into my mind right now is that it's, it's not one thing. We're not, you're not coming out with one idea here, applied across the province. We're going to win. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, the systematic ability to identify things that might work, mm-hmm. build the data, the research, get the data, understand, pivot, improve, and then, uh, again, try layers of it to get around that tapestry of challenges we started the conversation with. So it's it's a, it's a mach- you're building a, a, a literacy numeracy solution process for the next fifteen plus years is really what you're talking about here. Yep, that's that's uh, that's the plan, and I think that you know it's a based on a pretty simple philosophy, which is um, if we want to improve, it means. We can't just do what we've always done and expect to improve. So we're trying some new stuff here, and uh, we're recruiting, uh, you know, the entire province of Manitoba to help us with it. Now, so how does that part work? So again, so yeah, we knew the, the okay. So adding more money, again, I gotta say, you know, teachers are gonna uh, get beat me up. But, you know, giving money to teachers is not gonna solve the problem by itself. So we're talking about new programs, new approaches. Involving everyone now. How, how how exactly do you engage all of these people to, uh, that are listening to this, having opinions to solve this problem? Well, well, that's just it. So the, the the process that we outlined in the earlier part, the open innovation process, which is um, you know we're we're doing an announcement tomorrow 
Uh, we're hoping that our media partners will pick it up and, and, and shoot the message loud and clear. Uh, we've got a web portal, and on that portal is um, a description of the process and, most importantly, the challenge that we're discussing in this segment, which is, you know, very specifically targeted. Uh, uh, we've, we've taken that problem and we've uh, tried to communicate it in such a way that, you know, someone like myself who absolutely does not have either of your credentials or your background uh, in this field, I can read this thing and I can understand, um, A, how important this is, and B, how I can participate. And it, it'll, you know, start giving me some ideas. And, and if, if I, you know, don't want to work in isolation, I want to work with other people. We have uh, John Ferris from Envision Edge who's going to be facilitating some ideation sessions, work in teams to come up with some really good ideas. And then we're submitting all those ideas through a portal. Uh, and uh, out, the, out of the back side of that, we're going to have a panel of experts. Gotcha. Uh, so this, it's going somewhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and, what, yeah. and what are they going to do with this? So, so basically, uh, uh, you know, together with uh, parents, yeah. you know, uh, community leaders, subject matter experts, uh, educators, uh, you know, even crazy innovation people like me, yeah. uh, we're going we're gonna to take a look at the, these ideas and say, hey, you know, out of these, based on our goal, here, here, here are a handful that we think we should try. Yeah. And then our private sector partners are going to help us uh, uh, package up that programming and deliver it for a pilot long enough so that we can actually measure that and see if it's headed in the right direction and, and what the impact will be. Okay, so a couple of questions. And so the, the first one that triggers my mind is um, these partners you keep talking about. These now these businesses that are are giving back to the community, or these startups that are are, are building a piece and and, uh, and and growing a business along with these ideas. What what are these partners uh, in the all, private world? Uh, short answer: all of the above. Okay. Um, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, for example, in startup land, you know, pegboard hosting. Uh, who honestly started up because they wanted to help people do pilots in education and healthcare because we don't want data leaving the province. Mm -hmm. So very specific infrastructure, very specific security to do exactly uh, uh, this type of thing. Absolutely no-brainer. They're 100% uh, you know, uh, focused in these areas and they want to help. Uh, you know, uh, Wawanisa, uh, you know, you're going to meet Al McLeod. If you haven't had him oh, on the yes. podcast, you need, yeah. you need to have him. Uh, uh, Al is uh, doing amazing things inside of that company um, and uh, probably building one of the largest digital innovation labs that this province will ever see. Uh, incredible, exciting things. And uh, without hesitation, uh, you know, he's committed, uh, you know, resources and his team uh, to making this a reality. And, um, and it doesn't stop there, you know. It was one of these things where, um, you know, I had to do a gut check because we had never done anything like this uh, from a North Forge perspective, like social... Yeah, this is, it's a bit of a departure from a ramp-up weekend. It, yeah. it, 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 and it's much <laughs> larger. And, and you know what? Uh, more important in, yeah. in, in, in many ways. Um, and... And so I was out of my comfort zone, and so I started talking to people that we've worked with. I went upstairs. I talked to uh, Hyder at the Ace Project space, uh, and, you know, Hyder said to me, you know, some leaders talk, some leaders do. Let's start doing. And you start walking down the road, and uh, other people will follow. And, and, and our 
the private sector partners, I'm happy to say, uh, incredible, have all rallied behind us to support this initiative. So yes, we, we got government, we got academia, we got private industry. And we're going to solve this problem. Excellent. And Mike, I got to say, like what we're talking about here, what Manitoba is doing here, this is exactly what all the best minds in the world on early child development science are talking about, which is we've had half a century of all that science, understanding, and there's some stuff that we know. And then there's this huge gap, the ingenuity gap. And what they're all talking about is exactly this, which is we need to align across all these areas and innovate to close that. Because if we have to wait another generation, another 50 years, all our kids will be our age soon, yeah. have their own kids. Yeah. There's a huge opportunity to take all that science, but also innovate, not just what we know, but all the things we don't know yet. And that's the exciting part about this. Excellent. So, yeah, and again, now I, I am understanding this portal. So the Open Innovation Challenge, it, 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 the we are the solution.ca is right. the portal, which does seem like the machine. So I can go there. If, I, if I'm interested in these, these big problems you're working on, if yep. I have an opinion regarding uh, early childhood literacy and, and numeracy, I can go on that site. So if I can't see, get involved in the events. I can go on the portal, see what's there, look at the data, add my own ideas in. And, and so the community listening to this podcast actually can participate in solving this 100 percent and we want you to participate we need you to participate great so it's in closing i guess um what's next so we get through this the event happens everything's on this portal the the first uh ideas to try come out of it um, you know, where where does this solution come over the next, you know, where does it go in the next couple of years? Uh, well, you pretty much said it earlier. It's, uh, you know, this is a process. Uh, and as John was mentioning in the last segment, um, we've never done this before. We're going to, uh, you know, learn and improve it as we go. Yeah. Um, so we're starting off with uh, our media partners. Then we're working at a general information session. Then we're doing ideation sessions. Then we're going to go through a process of vetting all those amazing ideas. Then we're going to go through a process of taking those best ideas and turning them into solutions. And, you know, I, you know I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say it. We're going to solve this. Um, and this will be precedent setting, and we will be doing this for other problems in our province, whether that's healthcare, mm-hmm. whether that's uh, in, in, in other areas. This will be a mechanism that we will continue to use to improve the province of Manitoba. Well, that's funny. In, in out of that, cheekily, I, I'm glad I'm hearing this today with this discussion because as a city, uh, pretty comfortable we're engaging. I'm not dropping the ball in this one. And uh, uh, it, it, you know, just talking about it um, seriously, like there, it's it's not a provincial, just a provincial problem or a community problem. It is, it's all all layers. So I'm looking forward to to sending some folks down and getting engaged even municipally. So thank awesome. you very much uh, for the chat today. Looking forward to what comes over the next little bit. Again, one last time, we are the solution.ca. Check it out. Get engaged, and uh, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. Thank you.